Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. I'm Dave Detman, also known as Dr. Gadget. I've got a new podcast called The Big Idea. And every week I talk to inventors and visionaries who made it big in their respective industries. We'll tackle weekly trending tech, provide inside tips for your success, and go deep dives on the latest and greatest innovations. And I know you're going to love this part. I'll also have plenty of free giveaways. Who doesn't love free stuff? So listen to and follow The Big Idea with me, Dr. Gadget, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast One, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, welcome to CarCast. Uh, we're going to talk about the dry ice blasting process, which I just had done on the Mustang. And Chris took a tour of Gabriel Iglesias' car collection, uh, the great Fluffy. We'll hear that as well. Before we get started, here's Geico. Would you love to save money on insurance? Of course. Who doesn't love a good deal? Well, when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, GEICO can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, and renters coverage. Save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance, and the switch to GEICO becomes a no-brainer. Switch today and see how you can save. Simply go to GEICO.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent. Hello, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, D'Andrea. Uh, Goldberg is out today. Obviously, there was a terrible incident in in Texas, and Goldberg wanted to uh, to uh, reach out and offer his support in his community. So he's uh, uh, doing that today, and uh, maybe he'll have more information on it. But uh, anyway, we've got uh, we've got some cool stuff to cover today. Uh, some kind of interesting news um, on. Uh, some of the Ford projects and things that are going on, but also I took the uh, took the Mustang over the Sack Mustang over to uh, Ice Blast Works and saw some of that process. So I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, but before we get started, I want to hit this on the Ford Bronco Raptor. We knew the Bronco Raptor was going to be coming out uh, soon. It was announced for a while. We've seen all the images and stuff, but now the official numbers are coming in on this and. It has the three liter twin turbo V6, which we anticipated was basically the engine pulled from like the Explorer ST. And we were told north of 400 horsepower. So we we're expecting a slight bump on that. And we pretty much got it. We got 418 horsepower in the Bronco Raptor and 440 pound feet of torque, uh, which is good. It's impressive. Now, it pulls in at about 15 miles per gallon, so that that's probably not not the best that's out there. But I don't know, like where are we compared to? I don't know, like the big Jeep, like the the 392 Wrangler. I, you know, I think that's a little bit more horsepower. I believe that one comes in at about 470. Uh, you know, so we're getting pretty close to that, um, and. I think the Jeep is 470 horsepower and 470 pound-feet of torque. So, and the Ford's at 418 and 440. So, interesting. 
it should be uh it should be pretty cool. I guess they start shipping these in in the summer. I'm not too familiar with the order process or the pricing or you know what was going on with this if you were able to get an order in on this thing and and how it's working. It's not I don't know, maybe I'm just out of the loop on the Raptor ordering. I know it starts at 69.995. Uh I've got the order in for the Ford Lightning, so they've been sort of communicating on when that's going to happen and when do they start building and and what delays they're having and you know issues like that. So if anybody is uh uh, is getting a, a Bronco Raptor. Um, I'm curious. I'm curious. Did you get some feedback? What did the final pricing come in at? What sort of time frame? Have you heard anything? Uh, you know, um, by all means, uh, hit me up on on social media. I'm just curious about what's going on with that. Uh, you know, I'm also also pretty curious about the the Corvette Z06. The Corvette Z06. There's some dealers that are saying that they're taking orders, but I don't think Chevrolet has has officially opened the books on that. So I'm not really sure how that's working. And I know uh, GM said, you know, they're kind of frowning upon the crazy dealer markups. Uh, we saw. In, I forgot what dealer it was, but it was all over social media that the dealer was, you know saying, oh, yeah, if you want it, we'll get it for you. And it's a 100,000 over sticker. <laughs> uh, so I'm curious, is is anybody have a real order in or do you just have an order in with a dealer or you're just waiting like, uh, like the rest of us, just kind of waiting on that? Uh, I'm definitely going to have to check in with some with some people on that as well. So anyway, if anybody's got a real order, paperwork, signed, and a price for a Z06, I'd love to hear about it. And same thing with the Bronco Raptor. I'd love to hear about it. I guess I'm also curious about the Ford F-150 Raptor R, if it's going to even be called the Raptor R. But uh, as we understand it, there was some like build sheets leaked on that vehicle uh, confirming the 5.2 liter supercharged uh, V8 from the GT500 put into the Raptor, a bunch of other features and and some upgrades and stuff to separate it from the the Raptor we currently have. But I don't think the order books or anything have been opened on that either. So I am kind of curious uh, what's going to go there, what's going to happen there. Mm, I don't really know what the pricing is on that yet. I mean, there's talk about it, but I'm curious to see uh, if anybody's interested in, in that vehicle. If you are, by all means, let me know. I, it sounds impressive. Uh, big horsepower. We're expecting around 750 horsepower uh, and possibly a four-wheel steering and some other unique features to the vehicle. So, you know, I guess we'll see how that goes. Uh, the other thing I want to touch on was, <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, Toyota 4Runner, they have a 40th anniversary edition coming out. And uh, there's, I think they're making 4,040, right? So 4040 of these limited edition vehicles. And they've got the cool kind of stripe package on it. That's a little retro, a little cool. Um, they, I believe there's a, uh, 
the the stripe package you've seen is the red, orange, and yellow from the old TRD racing vehicles. We've seen a lot of the vintage racing cars uh, and and trucks. And I believe you can get the vehicle in a black, a red, or a white with the stripe package. And, you know, it looks pretty cool. There's no real engine changes or anything like that. They've got some, it's more of a, a trim package. But it does kind of stand out. It's kind of cool. I, you know, is is it worth getting? Maybe. I don't, I don't know that it's going to be like a super expensive, extremely limited, you know, the, the stripe package and stuff is probably going to be fairly affordable. And... 4040 it's limited and it's cool but it's not that limited <laughs> i don't know 4000 4, plus doesn't seem that limited uh otherwise uh the forerunner looks great it's a you know four liter v6 you know five speed automatic that seems a little antiquated to me but uh in this day of eight nine ten speeds but Anyway, if you guys are interested in sort of a retro forerunner, modern day, maybe you got something that it matches to at home, an older uh, a Toyota with uh, with the TRD, you know, striping or livery on it. This could be kind of a cool piece, you know. And then <laughs> one other thing I wanted to get into was, uh, let's say you got your nine eleven at home and you got a project. It's uh, maybe a nine sixty four. Uh, generation 911s and you're looking to do something different, well, there is a really cool Baja kit available. It's from a guy named TJ Russell. He's an ex-singer fabricator, and he put together this this Baja kit, uh, sort of the Safari 911, if you will. And he's going to be offering up a full bolt-on kit that you should be able to do. You know, someone competent should be able to do it in their garage, uh, very minimal fabri- fabrication needed, maybe just some trimming of the body panels. Uh, but it's a pretty pretty cool kit with, with suspension and body work and all kinds of uh, stuff to kind of round this thing out, the wheels, tires, packages, and uh, the off-road tires and, and whatnot. So right now, I guess, they're, they're just doing it in their shop in-house, which uh, starts at about 135,000 bucks. It includes, you know, the full installation, any tuning, painting, uh, basically the full build. And they they send it back to you ready to go. But this is going to be available as a bolt-on package for you guys. But I believe they're also going to be able to be building these cars uh, with several options, sort of singer-esque. So if you if you want to just call them and go, hey, I want one of these cars and go over the top and modified engine and four liter and big horsepower and the whole thing, you're probably in around the $400,000 mark. But if you have your uh, your 964 series 911, you want to just send it to them and get the Safari package done on it, uh, installed and out the door, it's about 135000 or you can order the Safari package and have it done, shipped to you, and you can do it at home. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know what that package is going to cost, but obviously less than the 135 that's installed and painted and whatever. If you guys look it up, it's uh, JT Russell, or sorry, TJ Russell. If you look at TJ Russell, you'll see the the images and stuff for this thing, and it's pretty, pretty cool, pretty badass. So, uh, 
I brought the the Sack Mustang, the Shelby uh, Shelby Automotive, um, Shelby American Automotive Club, the '92 Mustang that I I got. Uh, just as a reminder, was just the Sack cars. The Sack cars were always kind of interesting. When I, I my early days in in high school, uh, the beginning of high school. Before the 93 Cobra came out, uh, I was living in Florida, and there was a guy. I forgot the guy's last name. Cool guy. Uh, his name was Sam. He was a big Mustang collector, Shelby collector. Uh, just a sweetest guy out there. And I went to his garage once, and I saw this Wimbledon white with blue stripe 92 Mustang. And I was like what is this? Like, where? what's going on here? And he explained what SAC was. He explained what that Shelby Club was and how they had this, like, manufacturing facility in Detroit. And they were working with Ford to build these cars, uh, to do, like a, like, a tuner version of these cars and brand it their own. And uh, they were offering it up just to the Shelby Club members, just to the SAC members. And I think the plan was to do 250 cars over maybe two years. Uh, Originally, they were all just Wimbledon white with the blue stripe on it. And then the second year, I believe they had a black and a red uh, in addition to the white. There was a handful of convertibles. And if I remember this correctly, there was only like three ever delivered with a Vortex supercharger on it. But it just had the full catalog, the Ford Motorsport catalog of parts on it. It had the GT40 tubular intake, the the iron GT40 heads, the pulley kit, the Borla exhaust, Coney adjustable shocks, strut tower brace, uh, four-wheel discs, uh, different wheels. Um, and then on the interior, they did a pretty cool job. They did custom leather. They changed the door panel pockets. You Fox Body Mustang guys know what I'm talking about. The pocket that with the elastic, they they kind of put like a pouch with a zipper and they upgraded the stereo. And they put in a four-point roll bar that they wrapped in leather as well. So it was a very cool package. But the car wasn't inexpensive. It was like 42000 bucks when it came out. And it was originally just for SAC members, as we said, but uh, sales were a little slow because of the price, I imagine, and they decided to open it up to anybody that wanted them, and that that certainly helped a little bit. But then Ford came out with the Cobra, the Mustang Cobra, in 93, and it was very similar um, upgrades, right? It had... You know, now the Cobra intake based on a GT40, uh, the heads, the pulleys, you know, some suspension changes and whatnot. It didn't have the full leather interior and, and stuff like all the upgrades that the SAC car had, but performance wise, it was pretty close and it was from the factory. And it was also nearly half the price, it was like 21000 bucks. So that kind of killed the SAC car. Uh, for you know, for that company, the plan to make 250 didn't work. They only made 65, 
Uh, and a little while ago, I was able to pick up number 50, and it's got less than 3,700 miles on it. So all I've really done with the car was uh, I, I just brought it in and went through it and changed. I just wanted it to freshen it up and change all of the fluids on the car from oil to transmission, diff, coolant, brake fluid, just everything on it. Uh, you know, go through, check all the fuses, make sure all the lights work, the radio works, speakers work, just like make sure it's all kind of dialed in and, and work. And I guess I'm not going to drive it that much, but, you know, I did uh, – I did get in it the other day and uh, warmed it up and drove it around the block and you know topped it off with 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 fuel and and brought it in. Now it's not fully detailed and clean. Like the idea is, um, I'm gonna reach out to my friends at uh, Chemical Guys. We're gonna detail the thing out and maybe do a ceramic coating on it. Uh, really kind of make it look good. But before we get into that. I was talking about dry ice blasting. I brought it up a few times on the show, and I reached out to Ice Blast Works. They're out here in Southern California in L.A. They do have a location in Fullerton where you can bring your car, and they'll put it up on the lift and do it. But also, they are mobile. Now, the issue with mobile is it's a long process. It's very loud, and... It can get a little messy depending on how dirty your car is. And if you really wanted to do the underside of the car, you're going to need a lift. So uh, it's not to say you couldn't do it, but uh, I just chose to to bring the car there. I had it flatbedded over there, uh, and they started on it, and I went over there to check the process. And it's quite quite fascinating what they do. So they have a machine that's... I don't know, about the size of a mini fridge, maybe the size of a of an air compressor, right? And it's and it has a big tube on it and various nozzles that you can put on it and and it the process looks like you're sandblasting, but it's just using uh this uh the it's basically using the dry ice to to clean along with pressure. So you can increase the pressure and the the temperature of it, the coldness. You could remove some paint and some rust and undercoating, or you can dial it back to clean some very sensitive areas. In in theory, you could do the interior. You could do door panels or something. If you have very old kind of gooky door panels, you should be able to do all of that as well. So what I wanted to do on this car was do the underside of the car, do the full undercarriage, the suspension, the wheel wells, um, uh, all of that, and work on the engine compartment without really touching the car uh, with heavy cleaners and things like that. And by the way, if you clean your car again and again and again over the years, oftentimes you'll get a bit of like soap scum and, and build up, like especially underneath the car. If you shoot a lot of, you know, you shoot some soap and water underneath there, you know, with a hose while you're washing. You know, this car is pretty old. It's been done that way a few times and there's quite a bit of soap scum and stuff. So, I went there and I saw the process. It's very slow. It looks like it's being sandblasted. Uh, um, there's plenty of videos like on YouTube and stuff showing this process, but uh, I'll post some photos and some video of what I saw while I was there up on my social media at Motorator. 
and it, <laughs> the machine is loud. You know, so if you're doing it indoors, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a little tough. You definitely want ear protection to do it. And the slow process is kind of like sandblasting the nozzle, and you kind of just have to go in small lines again and again and again. So if you're doing the entire like undercarriage of a car and the engine of a car, you know, expect to spend about I don't know, a couple of grand. It's probably around twenty four hundred bucks to do the full underside wheels off uh, and the engine compartment and the engine and all the little nooks and crannies of you, of the engine that you can get firewall shock towers, uh, you know, as much as you can and the lower intake manifold, uh, you know, all the way down to the K member and just get everything really, really cleaned up. What it does to aluminum is fascinating because it makes the aluminum look basically new. So we did uh, we did the full underside of the car, and this is where the experience comes in. These guys are able to to understand how much pressure and how close they need to be, and just you know like a good painter would do to see how effective it need to be. And then I'll show you the photos when you go back now and you look underneath the car. It was pretty clean to begin with, with that low of miles on the car. It was pretty clean, but to be able to go underneath there now and see just all of the details, all the original like paint marker, you know, paint pen notes and 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 stuff from the factory, all there, all retained. The wheel wells are fantastic. Uh, in the wheel well, that's black plastic. It looks brand new. You can see the Ford part numbers in it. It's just an incredible uh, process. That I don't I don't know why I'm so fascinated with it, but it's just it, it is just without getting. Everything from like soap scum and water spots and heavy cleaners and degreasers and things that uh, might alter paint and 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 all kinds of stuff. So it came out great. It looks great. Uh, I was there when we when they had finished up the undercarriage. They were just starting on the engine. So I'll uh, I'll post some more images of what the engine is going to look like. But it's an interesting process. Now, what I think what's going to happen is is companies like Ice Blastworks, they are they're going to start offering lesser expensive options. I think a little bit quicker way of doing things without the full cleaning or the full restoration process. So if you follow these guys on social media, they'll see they had a couple of Grand Nationals in recently, and they did a restoration on it. So they they blasted the whole undercarriage of the car, and then they were able to go in and touch up paint, you know, grab some chassis black and touch up a few things. That's more of the restoration process. I didn't want to do that on this car because it is all original with all the original like paint pen marks and stuff that I talked about. I just wanted to get a very, very good cleaning of the whole thing. So we did all of that and was able to like kind of polish up uh, the mufflers. The car's got a, a Borla catback from from the factory back in the day. Um, hit it with a little scuff pad. Just get off. You know, there's a few hand touch uh, items that you do to kind of finish off the cleaning process. So, but the thought is, is hey, if you're selling your car. If you are bringing a car to auction or even just listing it on on bring a trailer, it, it might be a pretty good investment to 
to have the let's just call it the you know I don't know the the bringer trailer blasting package. You know, uh, I don't know if these guys have an official name for it yet, and I'm sure any ice blasting company has something kind of similar. But uh, Ice Blast Works that I work with is is going to be offering that kind of package. Going, hey, listen, if you're bringing your car, if you're going to blast your car on bring a trailer and you're looking for some decent money for it, maybe invest a little bit more and get it really, really detailed, especially because, you know, bring a trailer, we like to post like a hundred photos and a lot of very detailed undercarriage photos. And when you see the pics that I have, it, it, it makes all the difference in the world. The car is just fantastic underneath there. Now I'm going to be afraid to drive it, but, uh, and I'm sure there's, they also have a process where you can ceramic coat the entire underside of the car, but it's ungodly expensive. I don't know. It's thousands and thousands of dollars because when you ceramic coat the exterior of your, your car, it's just a light touch and you wipe it on. Uh, and, and it doesn't – it uses ceramic obviously, but not a ton of the – of product, which is expensive. Underneath the car, you don't really wipe it on like that. Um, You kind of spray it on and you use a lot more product. So it's very expensive. I don't know if many people have done that yet, but I don't know. Listen, if you're a if you're that guy that just spent $143 million on that uh, McLaren uh, SLR uh, Gullwing, most expensive car ever, then uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe you want to get that whole thing ceramic coating. Dip that car in the ceramic coat. Uh, it's a, I don't know. It's a, it's a thought. It's an interesting process. So um, anyway, the next step is the car is going to be on its way back to me today. Uh the the underside is going to be done, and then I'm going to be chatting with uh, chemical guys on how to how to get the paint in the right condition. Now, I, doing a paint correction is a thought. There's some a, a little bit of the orange peel that's it's original, but I don't think there's a lot of paint on this car. And what I mean is the the Shelby Club would buy a white GT from Ford back in 92, bring it to their facility, do the modifications, and then just scuff the car and give it a, you know, a quick, basically a thin coat of Wimbledon white on top of it, and then do their their vinyl stripe package on it. So I'm afraid if we cut into this paint too much, we're going to burn through that Wimbledon white and get down to the Ford white, and it's going to look a little discolored and blotchy area. So I, I think also, you know, the thought of maybe, hey, let's just maybe kind of do the best we can, shoot a little more clear coat on the car, but and then it's not really original anymore, and it is it is what it is. So I, I don't mind it having a little bit of orange peel in it. This isn't meant to be a better than factory show car. It's meant to be a highly preserved original show car, if you will. So uh, we're just going to try to clean it up as best we can, polish it up as best we can. Um, I, I think I'd like to do a ceramic coat on the on the exterior for it, see how that goes. I don't definitely don't want to change any of the vinyl graphics or anything. It all looks good. The, the vinyl looks brand new. Nothing's peeling. I don't know that you can even get those stickers. You'd have to reproduce them from scratch. And I just don't want to go down that road on an all original car. So 
I don't know. Maybe you guys have thoughts if you're uh, an expert in detailing and you have some thoughts on what could be done or if you had something done to your car, something with a thin paint, right? Something where uh, you want to try to preserve as much of the originality as possible. Uh, what would you do to it? I'd be curious to know. Um, anyway, so we're going to check that. We're going to check that out. Uh, there was a couple other things that happened. I know uh, Chris recently went over to uh, Gabriel Iglesias' shop, right? Over to Fluffy's shop. I did. And and we've seen his collection like a few times on Leno. Um, he's great, by the way. Uh, met him briefly, but haven't had much of a conversation with him. Uh, he's crushing it in the comedy world. Yeah, uh, he, just, he just sold out Dodger Stadium. I, I, seriously, like Dodger yeah. Stadium. I don't know if anybody else has done that. No, they haven't. No, no comedians even headlined Dodger Stadium. They <laughs> performed it. So he did it, and then he he sold out. And he played two nights there. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, Congratulations like 45, to him. 000, yeah. And, yeah. you know, um, uh, you know, Kevin Hench, who's, you know, Adam's writing partner, a longtime friend. We had a couple of dinners with him. Yeah. He's worked a lot with, with Gabriel Iglesias. He did that show with him on, I think it was on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, they 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 uh, yeah, Gabriel had a show on Netflix. And, and, and an animated show, or did that go or not? Uh, I don't know about the animated show, but I know he had that sitcom. Yeah, that, that Kevin Hedge. He was like, he was, was like, like a, a school teacher or something. Yeah, yeah, that's right, right. Uh, and Hedge was always like, Fluffy's the best. Like he's just the nicest. Guy. He really is. He's just kind of the sweetest guy. So, first of all, why did you go there? You went to his car collection. You went to his place. Yeah, well, he we booked him for the Adam Carolla show. We were talking, and he he lives in Long Beach, and I said I live in Long Beach too, and he just invited me over. And um, he invited me to check it out, and I went the Monday after Dodger Stadium, his Dodger Stadium show. So, so I, he was feeling pretty good. Yeah, he's feeling pretty good. <laughs> um, and I, I thought, I know he has a really big VW bus collection. Like that's a his, lot. that's his thing. Yeah, and they're they're pristine. And he's like, he's the guy for VW buses, as like Adam is for Paul Newman race cars. So. Uh, so I said, okay, I'll go. I brought Gary with me from over here. And then another friend of mine, Eddie, who loves VW buses and he actually works on VW buses. He owns a shop and works on. So I said, okay, he'll appreciate yeah, going right. to this collection too. So I brought him and we went in like a, so we went and he has a 1965 VW ambulance that he got from overseas that, um, it was a lot taller than the buses. You can actually like stand all the way up in them. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, they're high roofs. And so we drove that over there, and we got there, um, and it and it, his team was there. So what's interesting about his his compound is he he does all of his merch out of there. He fulfills all of his merch orders out of there. So we go there, and they're just shipping containers full of t-shirts, Funko action figures, and everything. And they do his, his team just fulfills. And that's how he makes all, pretty much all of his money, I think. Well, other than ticket sales, is he's always just fulfilling. So he's got sales. a he, he's got his car collection there, but there's a business being run out of that place. Absolutely, right? he's got yeah. a big business going. Big on. business. There are conference rooms. There's studio. There's it, it's there's a ton of ton of places there, um, and and we're going. Uh, we how go, much how much space do you think he has? What kind of square footage do you think is going on over there? Um, it, it's 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 about as uh, maybe a little bit bigger than. Uh, Adam's Car Museum okay. uh, warehouse. So I, I don't know what. Yeah. That, so may, I don't know. Maybe he's got ten thousand square feet. More than that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I, I think I think it was like eighteen. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. That's that's quite a bit bigger. Yeah. yeah it, it's good. It, it's a very good size. So uh, so we go there, and Gabriel's sister surprised him from out of town. 
So they were out to lunch when we got there. So we didn't see him. Okay. Uh, but we still got the tours. Guys gave us a tour and everything and, uh, and met his dogs and, <laughs> and, uh, and just hung out there for a little bit. And then we, we decided to head out and, um, and then they saw the ambulance that we came in. So they were taking pictures and his team was really, really stoked on, on the ambulance. And then we left. And then about 10 minutes after we leave, we get frantic phone calls from his team. Like Gabriel just got here and he wants to see the ambulance. Is there any way you could turn around? And so we turned around and, and went back and hung out for a little bit longer. Um, but his collection, he, he yeah, he, he drives all of them. He takes yeah. them all out. They're all being worked on. They're all ready to go. Like if he wants to hop in any of those VW buses, he can. He also has like a, tr- like a muscle car alley. So he has like a Trans Am and a, a Dodge uh, Hellcat and, and all of that stuff. So he likes the muscle cars too, but mainly the VW buses and he's get, starting to get into bugs as well. And, uh, just, yeah, it's a really, really clean place. He love he just drives them. He, he teaches his staff how to drive stick in those buses. <laughs> like he takes them out to parking lots and they all, they all had to learn. And, um, yeah. And he, he just, he just is a big fan of those cars. He, he really, really loves them. Is, are they working on cars there or did this no. team say anything about like who does the work for they them? Take, there's a, they definitely have uh, a certain mechanic or two that they take them out to, to, to work on them. It's, that's just a, uh, a showcase for the buses. They, there's definitely no wrenching going on at his place. Right. Um, the, what's interesting is he, his team says he wants that place to be a museum when he goes, like he already knows I want this to be the bus place. I want this place to turn to a museum when I'm dead. Yeah. And he okay. wants, he wants, and, um, he was really inspired by Leno when he made the place. Like Leno told him, don't, don't make it all closed off. Like make your, make your gates kind of open and you can see inside and, and don't make it too look too private. Cause otherwise it, it's going to attract a lot more attention. And, uh, and he, he goes to Leno's shop all the time. He's yeah. been on Leno's garage a bunch. So yeah, Leno definitely inspired him to, to put that place together. I, I think Leno's been to his place too. Cause I think they walked around and filmed some stuff there and, uh, and, and why not? Leno gets so fascinated with all of these things, especially the stories behind, why he was collecting them. I'm curious, and I'm sure others have heard this story. I just not too familiar with it. Why collect the VW buses? Like what happened in his childhood that made him fall in love with these things? Some people love Porsches. Some people love Mustangs. Some people grow up with, you know, certain muscle cars or trucks or something. And I'm just curious, like if anybody knows why, why the VW bus? We'll have to ask him. Yeah, yeah. we got to ask him. We're going to have to get him on, on CarCast now to talk yeah. about it. I am just Let's go curious. over there. We'll record an episode. I'd studio. love to go over there and record I'll an episode you. over there, but uh, or just have him uh, zoom in and just kind of get into like why the VW buses. It must have been just something he he discovered as a kid or grew up with as a kid. It's funny because people ask all the time, like, oh, you know, you're, you're a car guy. Like, what made you get into cars? And I tell people, I go... It always starts when you're young. It's just, it's never really one of those things where you're like, oh, I was 35 years old and I saw this car one day and all of a sudden I started falling in love with cars. It's just one of these things that you, uh, cars is like one of these things that you kind of fall in love with as a kid. Yeah, yours would be Mustangs, right? Yeah, for me, it, it was. It, it pretty was, much is that. Now. It was the Mustangs, and now that I can afford a few, I could, I, I could get a few. But I don't know. I think it's kind of, it, it's kind of like being artistic in a way, like, you know, like you probably. 
fell in love with music at a young age and and I don't know when you started to learn to play or sing, but it probably got your attention at a young age and then maybe you kind of honed your skills. Oh, yeah. You know, like you don't have to be a racing car driver at five years old to appreciate cars. Maybe that is something that you do later in life. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just not a lot of people that are like, "Hey, I'm 35 years old and I'm, an, I'm, you know, I, I'm a graphic designer, you know, at a at a print shop, and I just decided I'm going to be a musician. So I'm going to go and learn guitar and start playing it. And yeah. in a couple of years, maybe I'll start a band. Like nobody at 35 is really doing that. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, if you are, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I just kind of feel like maybe. Yeah, there's something that's kind how. of ingrained in you. Yeah, right. Kind of comes out. Yeah. Well, it sounds like an interesting place. Is he? He's got to be from Long Beach, right? I yeah. I was like, why would he, he go is, to Long yeah. Beach? Yeah. He went to high school there. Everything. Yeah. There, so, so it's his hometown. He's like, he has a Long Beach mural in there. Like he had a Long Beach mural <laughs> painted yeah. in there. Yeah, he probably lives. In he the has pictures of Goldberg all over the place. He's a huge, huge WWE fan. So if Goldberg's in town, we'll is go. he really? Oh my god. He's, but Goldberg specifically, that's well. Well, he a, a ton of wrestlers, but Goldberg definitely has. He has like a signed picture of Goldberg in there, like oh. hung up. All right, well, that's <laughs> like I'm not kidding. He is a nerd, like about that. He is. It's he. He is whole walls dedicated to wrestling and Marvel movies. Like loves Marvel as yeah. well. But uh, yeah, he's a, he's a fanboy. Like he, he's and a he's, fanboy, and he's, it basically that's his that's his man cave, and that's just like this is. This is what I always pictured my childhood bedroom to be, and I finally get to have it. I get it. to and, do it in eighteen thousand square foot bedroom. Yeah. You know, you know, is also fascinating that way is uh, Jeff Dunham. Jeff exactly, Dunham's yeah. a fanboy. He he loves Batman. I I think on his wedding cake, the the bride and the groom up on the top were were just like Batman or Batwoman or something like. He was very very comic bookish kind of thing, and he. He collects old Apple computers. Yeah. He's got like a little museum of like the Lisa, the Mac 2 and E and and he's it, like on display in, in one of his garages. And, and and a car collector, right? He's got a car collector. Um I just spoke with him recently. He's got the new Hummer EV. He's got like oh, wow. like VIN 1 or 2 or 5 or Jeez. something early on. Uh, which he he loves. He builds and flies Jeff Dunham his own helicopters. Yeah, right. So he builds the helicopters, and then they get sent out to be like fully inspected, like teching a race car, and does that. But the puppets, the dummies that he has inside of those things, are some controls and uh like a computer chip, like a board in there and it controls like eye movements and stuff all electronically. It's not all super manual. And he makes and solders the programs, the boards himself. And he 3d prints the puppets, the heads. Yeah. And then he hand paints them all. (laughs) Guys just want to nerd out. Yeah. Right. That's kind of, that's kind of what I've learned. But what I love about these guys is, these guys took something that they loved and they were passionate about, like when they were kids, uh, like you said, being fanboys, and have now turned it into super successful careers. They like these guys are literally like, I'm going to take my hobby and I'm going to see if I can make twenty million dollars a year doing it, yeah. and they're doing it. Yeah, they're crushing it. 
It's working out for him. Of course, we need to do something else. I know. <laughs> we, we, need to, we, need to, we need to change things up a little bit. <laughs> My dream as a kid was not to do a podcast. Ah. Uh, yeah. Dang. I mean, I enjoy doing the podcast. Yeah. I know I shouldn't have sold all those beanie babies. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, well, I... I I love that. I appreciate it. I got to definitely go down and check out Come his place at they, some they, point. They, it's an open invite all the time. And uh, and th- th- if Bill goes, oh, my God. A pl- <laughs> the place will be nuts. So yeah. we, we should try to get uh, Fluffy to zoom in with us with uh, Bill. That'd be cool. As well. Um, and uh, let those guys go at it for, for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So listen, we're kind of running out of time here. So uh, follow me at Motorator on social media. Uh, Facebook and Instagram um, are probably the best places. And I'll get some pictures up of the the ice blasting process, the kind of the before and after stuff. I'll do a few posts so I can get some video and stuff up there. So hopefully you guys will will dig that process. You know, again, not cheap, but I think it's totally worth it. If you're going to be selling a car, uh, especially going through you know the hundreds of photos that you're going to do on Bring a Trailer, this is kind of something you might want to take a look at. I think it'll really pay off in the end. So. Uh, Yeah. What do you say? We wrap it up? I think so. All right. Let's wrap it up. Until next time, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com. Would you love to save money on insurance? Of course. Who doesn't love a good deal? Well, when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, GEICO can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, and renters coverage. Save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance, and the switch to GEICO becomes a no-brainer. Switch today and see how you can save. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent.